All right, y'all, welcome or welcome back to the Introverted Black Mom podcast. The podcast where we talk introversion, motherhood, parenthood, and black issues. And I think I said introversion. I don't even remember at this point. I'm just excited to get this topic out. So today, we're going to talk about me being a lazy parent. Now, I know when you first hear the term lazy, you're thinking unfit, maybe even thinking selfish. But before y'all keep side-eyeing me any further, I want to plead my case. Let's get right into it. So, as it relates to parenting styles, I don't see myself as on one extreme versus the next, right? So what I mean is, I think we've um, heard of like helicopter parents. I don't think I'm the helicopter parent, nor do I think I am the uh, permissive or uninvolved parent, right? And we'll get into some quick little definitions about the different styles of parenting. So with me being somewhere in the middle, no, you won't find my kid roaming barefoot down the street at whatever time, just left to their own devices with no parental supervision. You won't see that. But I do take pride in my child being able to um, figure things out for themselves. Like I, you won't see me jump in at the first sight of discomfort or trouble. I do take pride in being able to like let my kid figure things out. Before we get into my lazy ass parenting, I wanted to, like I said, get into some different styles. So let's review that real quick, shall we? First up is permissive parenting. So, so this style could be kind of thought of as warm and nurturing, but you might struggle to like impose certain limits or rules for the child. I read an article that described it as being, um, as having high demandingness, no, I'm sorry, low demandingness and high responsiveness. So a lot of times like um, this style of parenting might be seen as pretty lax. Yeah, so this um, parenting style might be seen as pretty lax when it comes to the rules. And there's a possibility you might actually enable your child, you know, into adulthood. For an example, an example of a permissive parent might be the parent who allows their child on a school night, right, to, say I'm late to finish the movie. Now, then the next day comes. So the next day, the parent is definitely, uh, how do you want to say, like sympathetic to their child being tired because after all, they did stay up late trying to finish a movie. But although they are, are sympathetic towards their tiredness, they also wouldn't be the parent to actually set a boundary and tell the child to have a bad time in the first place so that they then aren't tired to go to school. So that is a little glimpse of how somebody who is a more permissive parent might behave. Like in general, I guess what I'm trying to say is permissive parents might leave more decision-making to the child. They may default to more, they're more concerned about how they feel and what they want to do. Um, so yeah, it might default more to the child. Now, there's also the term, I feel like we've all probably heard of this one, the helicopter parent, right? The classic helicopter parent that whatever shows, articles, whatever, might even quote unquote warn us about being. So the helicopter parent is the person who is wanting to be involved in pretty much every step of the way with their child. So they are excessively, they're a uh, uh, pay, as it was described, excessive detail to every little aspect 
of their child's life. They might be even seen as overbearing, really. Um, they're highly involved and even considered overprotective. So that's more like the helicopter parenting style. A few honorable mentions, not even honorable, but some other parenting styles I want to throw out there are authoritarian, which would be considered like you have high demands, but low responsiveness. So you might have um, very much set rules, set structure, uh, kind of do as I say. Uh, maybe if you're from the, the, maybe the old school thought of describing as uh, children should be seen and not heard. Maybe you don't necessarily give that many opportunities for the child to voice their opinions or their feelings on certain things. You definitely have high expectations, but um, taking into account a child's feelings may not be at the top of your list, might be authoritarian, right? And then there is authoritative. So they have high demand and high responsiveness. While you may have uh, rules put in place for your child, you also do care about hearing, having their voices heard. You, um, you don't, I guess you would be kind of the opposite of children should be seen and not heard. While you believe in a level of respect for authority figures, you also believe it should be mutual respect, if that makes sense. Like it shouldn't just be automatic because I am an adult figure or person. I can disrespect you. You must respect me at all costs. Like, no, you believe in children voicing their opinions, forming their own opinions, all while being respectful, all that jazz. And then another one I wanted to mention was um, uninvolved. And so they're described as low demand and low responses. So this might be um, describing a parent that I said that I was not in the beginning where, um, where I was joking to say, yeah, you won't find my kid roaming in the streets barefoot up to their own device, an uninvolved parent that you might see that where it's kind of like, you know, the, the, they pretty much don't step in until it's very, very severe uh, consequences happening. Uh, kids definitely are left to their own devices own structure they kind of pretty much you just the kid a lot of times can just do what they want to do and um, also being uninvolved it might be looking something like you might provide the basics of what your child needs to survive right like food shelter clothing but beyond just those basic needs of survival this isn't a parent that pretty much goes above and beyond to be involved in any other things you just kind of they take care of you at your basic level so those are some. Now, let's get into my laziness. So, <laughs> as I was saying, as I warned you in the introduction, before you start side-eyeing me, right? Uh, hear me out. Let me plead my case. When I describe myself as a lazy parent, I am talking about my parenting style. So if me going through the other styles of parenting didn't give away, hopefully now you understand what I was saying. So... I had what can we consider a lazy parenting style, um, AKA um, bare minimum parenting style. So let me talk a bit about that. First, I guess I'm gonna get into, let's clarify what it is not, what bare minimum parenting or lazy parenting is not about. So this style of parenting isn't about doing the least to get by, right? Like by providing a child the bare minimum to, to for survival, similar to what we just talked about with the uninvolved parents. I'm like, I'm just your basic, your, your food, shelter, clothing. That's not what lazy parenting is about. 
despite the name having a kind of a negative connotation to it, right? What it also is not about, it is also not about spending less time with your kids, right? It's also not about not wanting to do anything with your kids. That's what it's not about. It is about choosing to focus on some things that you feel like really matter for your child, right? And not to stress about small things that, that don't matter. Overall, it is about letting the child develop into their own person and just have their own experiences to grow into their own person. So I want to get into a definition I read in this article, right? That of course I will link in the show notes. So in this article it describes lazy parenting as intentionally providing your child with opportunities to develop a sense of self-efficacy, which will, which in turn will bolster confidence, independence, and responsibility. It's about mindfully stepping back to allow your child to struggle on their own for a minute rather than running, rushing in and rescuing. It's about letting your child find out just how much they are capable of. And they're actually capable of a lot. Now, I was so glad that I found out more about uh, the definition of lazy parenting because I've definitely, prior to becoming a parent, that's definitely how I saw myself. I, when I can remember being pregnant and literally praying, I just kept on saying all the time, I would say it aloud and I would praise myself and just be like, I just want a good person. I just want to raise a good person. And so, and you know how you had a cute like baby shower games where people make their predictions and just be like, oh, you know, it'll have so-and-so's hair or eyes or lips or height, whatever it is, right? So that was all cool and cute. And I came out with, oh, I want me a cute baby too, but that wasn't nearly as important. Side note, my baby is so very cute. But um, what was even more important, the thing I prayed the hardest for was I'm like, just let her be a good human being and give me the tools to just raise her as just a good human being. And in my head about being a good human being was, uh, what were all these things that I found out about this lazy parenting thing? Like they talked about confidence, independence, responsibility. I wanted her to, to offer value to the world and then value other people in this world. Like to recognize those things. Like that's how I want it. And I'm giving myself a pat on the back, y'all. So far, my kid is five years old at this point. So far, that is what she's displaying. So right now, my lazy parenting has been working for me. So with that being said, I wanted to get into a little bit deeper into some pros of my lazy self and some possible cons. I might be a bit biased. So I don't know how many cons I'm going to do. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> so let me see. Um, one tip. There's a section in this that says tips for practicing lazy parenting. So number one, create a yes, quote unquote, yes space and let them have at it. So they're just talking about like finding a spot in your home or wherever that allows your child to freely explore anything. It could be wherever you want it to, an entire room or a certain area of the room. And you just fill it with age appropriate things that don't require a lot of close supervision. Now, again, I feel like I got to keep prefacing this to say this is... By and no means was I like, oh, okay, you a baby, you you hold your head up now, you crawling. Hey, you on your own. You this whole downstairs, this all you, boo. Do what you need. No, 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 no. Definitely was shopproof. And to this day, we still have the um 
what are those the little socket pieces you put into the into the sockets the plastic pieces that the kid can't just pull out or pop something into definitely had that like i definitely was scanning the room i definitely was looking at corners okay what's this loose thing hanging get all the strings out of here so i was definitely very aware but i also wanted um her to have a chance to just kind of do her and explore without me just no 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 I think I learned this from being in my profession, although we were talking about school age kids, but I think I kind of applied it to um, raising my daughter. And I remember learning just about, oh, running at the school program and the summer program, right? And someone once said like, you know, kids get told no. Think about how many times a kid gets told no throughout the day before they come see you at after school, right? So in the morning time, Maybe their parents are like, no, you can't do this. Or maybe we're fussing, right? Parents are trying to hurry up and get them out the house. So that's a bunch of no's or like hurry up or get bossed around. Then at school, it's a bunch of rules, right? So you you at the door, okay, get in line, sit down, line up, push your chair. No, you can't do this. No, you're not. All these no's, right? So that made me think about trying to create a safe enough space where you can say yes. Like just having, you can say yes within boundaries, if that makes sense. Keeping them safe. So I really like that one. And um, another thing is it allowed me my sanity with doing this, right? Once my daughter got to a certain age and we played together or I was very clear with giving her, okay, here are the boundaries. Here are my expectations. I expect for us to be safe. I expect for us to keep both of our feet on the floor. Do we jump on couches? No, no. We put our bottoms on the couch. That's how we use the couch. So instead of saying, get off the couch, stop doing this, it was let me show you and teach you how to use these things. So if I'm a few feet away and I need to get dinner started or doing laundry, I'm not so constantly like going crazy because I got to have her on my hip. She's right there in the area that I know is safe. We talked about the boundaries, so I don't have to jump in every time I think whatever is happening. It's pillows surrounding. She got age appropriate things to keep her excited and keep her going. So that was my like, quote unquote, lazy way. Because all all the time I didn't feel like playing with my kid. I, I didn't have the energy. I just didn't want to do it. I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to pull out my phone and scroll. I wanted to whatever I you know wanted to do. So if if I set her up good, she was fine. So I was able to be lazy. Sometimes after dealing with her and um whether you stay at home or you uh work outside of the home, you know that. Your time ends up getting eaten up a lot because you got to care for these little people, these little humans. And I always didn't have the energy or or just didn't want to do that. I was so afraid of losing myself. So, hey, you going, this is your area. This is mine. Let's keep those boundaries. And I did it. It worked out. All right. Number two, get comfortable with natural consequences. So. When you give your child a uh, responsibility of freedom, you do have to accept the fact that there will be natural consequences for their decisions, right? So I, I love this example. This is something else that brought me back to something from my childhood, but a middle schooler who was old enough to pack their backpack each night, right? And let's say they have a school project that was due and they did not pack their backpack or whatever. So the natural consequences, or at least how I would handle it in my lazy parenting, I'm not going to see that you don't have this thing and leave my job to go home to get your project to, 
so that you can turn it in. Especially when I know that this is something that we practice I told you about. Now, again, hear me out. This isn't about being cruel. This is just natural consequences. This is now you had to take accountability and this is where communication with your teachers at school comes in. This is how I see it. If you're, um, if you are, if you forgot an assignment, that's okay. It's not the end of the world. Sometimes you forget, but you do have to realize there's natural consequences. Mom or dad can't always leave and run and go, you know, up to the school to give you your project when you're old enough to know. Now you got to take that consequence, whether it be you talk to your teacher and they understand it and you get to bring it in the next day. Maybe you have to have a few late points off your project and that's okay. It will be fine, but it'll teach you, hey, we got th these different, um, systems put in place mom and dad told you to pack your backpack at night for a reason and it's okay you made a mistake but even with mistakes is a natural consequence and so you have to learn that i can't always come to your your rescue so responsibility and accountability i think that's a, a good thing to teach and um another thing i'm going to say with that is um i know that we keep using the term lazy but i don't think that doing the lazy parenting thing is lazy at all i don't and here's why i say it because um, I think that with all these different areas I'm thinking about and have spoken about, it takes time to actually develop a routine. Like we know that children, we have to teach them. We have to model things for them. So if you have not modeled that this is the way you like going back to the backpack thing, this is the way you, um, prepare yourself, set yourself up for success the next day. You get your clothes out, you all these things in advance excuse me and that takes time right so it's not lazy at all because you've taken the time to teach them i know and i've been telling my husband this for the longest even before i knew that there was something called a lazy parenting style we would be sitting and chilling and he would be like oh you know yeah babe she chilling she just talking about our kids she's just so and so and so and i was like yeah remember i said i'm so glad she learned it now because remember them such and such a matter of months when i was teaching her this now I'm just chilling because she do, does it herself. So we sometimes we laugh and we literally had those conversations. Where I'm like, yeah, I'd rather just do it now and be proactive about things because I know the mood that I'll be in. One, I do in fact want to just chill. That 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 is one thing, but truly more important than that. Like I'm just a big believer in self-sufficiency and being independent. And I realize when a kid has that amount of independence, like they feel really good when they can do something by themselves. And you can literally see it in their body, their facial expression. Those those things that seem small to us, you give your child a chance to do that, that confidence will start to spill over in other areas. And before you know it, you got this confident, brave kid. Um, a lot of times positive, like they ready to just tackle the world. They could do that. Like I love seeing that with my kids. Like, and I think that I would be doing my child a disservice if I just jumped in and did everything for them. Like, no, I I, I don't. I don't think that's the right thing to do. I feel like when we do that, we kind of discount what a child can do. I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair at all. So I want to get into a criticism of lazy parenting. I think, well, one is the actual term lazy parent. I think it's, I find it's, to me, it's kind of funny. It's just a joke. It's a play on words, right? I don't think that you actually lit. If you were a lazy parent, lazy parenting style actually would not work for you. So it's just a joke. It's more of a plan work. But um, I'm sure that for some of you listening, 
Um, although I'm pleading, trying to plead my case, right? I'm sure that some of y'all are still probably kind of side-eyeing me, right? When I'm like, especially with the project thing, like, oh no, they take their own consequences. Some people may feel like, well, if you can go, why wouldn't you? So I can seem kind of like mean or um, even selfish. Because I think that sometimes we get into this place where as parents, if you are not thinking of your kid every second of the day, if you are not bending over backwards, even to the point of your uncomfortability all the time or both times, that somehow you aren't parenting right or they aren't a priority. And I just see it differently. So I'm wondering if I have some folks out in listener land or those that are watching that are in agreement with me, if you parent similarly, or if you're like, no, I still don't agree. But I would love to hear this conversation because again, this isn't for me about bashing. I was just so excited to, to find a term that I felt like described my parenting style so well. So I just figured I'd share it with y'all. Anyway, so I now want to get into some benefits of lazy parenting. So this is according to a study and I'm going to link this one too so you can read it for yourselves, right? So here's the quote. Um, Children who are raised with this style of parenting are strong, independent, and capable of making their own decisions. However, they may not like being told what to do and have difficulty following commands. Now I can see that. I can see that happen. Now, here is some tips on how to ace or how to become a pro at this lazy parenting thing. So here's some. Um, hold back from, hold yourself back from interfering in everything a child does. Agreed, I think that's important. Allow child to do day-to-day tasks on their own so the child gains confidence to do so. Yes. So one of the things that um, I do as far as day-to-day that I can remember from the beginning is, you know, your kid is learning how to get dressed. So instead of putting it on, you know, obviously at a certain age, you're putting the clothes on, on the child. Once I was like, I wasn't even sure if my child was ready. I'm like, I'm going to go for it. And I'm okay with introducing things even if people don't feel they're quote-unquote ready. Let's just try it. Because I think I don't like to discount someone just because of their age. You'll be surprised how much your child can do and how much they know if you get an opportunity. So I would just simply be like, you know, okay, here's how to point your sock. I'm going to put it on halfway. You do the rest. So I started off with that. And obviously that was with each shirt and all that. Then we watched the shows that uh, showed you how to get dressed. Obviously me modeling, she's seeing me get dressed. School, whatever. And then it got to the point where she wanted to get dressed, but she was like, she's walking in. Look, mom, I put on my, to this day, I put this on right. So then as, then she getting a lot of verbal praise. Good job. Wow. You're so good at getting dressed. You look amazing. You look great. All of those things are things she hears every day. And so that motivates her to want to try more to the point where it was times where I'm like, okay, let me just out of habit. All right, let me put this on. No, mom, I want to do it myself. And she's frustrated. Like, how dare you take this from me? Like, I, I need to get dressed by myself. And I love it. So I back up and I'm like, okay. Um, and those times where I was like, well, let me uh, help you get dressed. It was because, okay, I'm rushing. I want to get it done faster. So then I had to take a step back and be like, hmm, what's more important? Do you want to, you want her to keep on the same path? So then I had to make the decision to be like, all right, 15 minutes earlier, we got to wake up or at least have her start getting dressed because she wants to do it by herself. I want to do it by herself. And eventually it's not going to take her this long. Like you can spare 15 minutes so she can continue to get dressed by herself. And I let her get dressed. 
And a lot of times she got her pants on backwards or her shoes on the opposite foot before. And I would just smile and say, good job. And I would look down and instead of saying, you got your shoes on wrong, cause I made that mistake before. And she just, you could see her just kind of like, oh, and she would get frustrated. Now, you know, I'm like, what are you doing with those silly feet? What, what, what's going on with your silly feet? And she would laugh and then she'll switch them or if her shirt is on backwards. I'll be like, oh, wow, look at, I like your shirt. I got to talk to you backwards. Look at the front of your, your, your shirt is this way. So then I'm joking and then she gets the point and she changes it around, but she likes to do it by herself. She does not like my help. And then when she does, she likes to come to me. Sometimes she's frustrated and mom, I can't figure out this arm to go in what hole. And then I'll ask her if it's okay. And I'll say, would you like some help from mommy? And she'll tell me yes or no. So I love it. And it makes my morning routines. I couldn't be happier. Now I just got to, it's, it's made it so much simpler. And I think back to even um, a couple years ago, just the work we put in together to get her to do these certain things. I'm like, it's just a breeze at this point. I set her clothes out for her the night before. She knows exactly where to find them and she puts it on. I check her out before we leave the house and make sure everything is on right and, and not twist it up. It makes it easier because then I could do something else or a lot of times I'm like, well, let me do a quick stretch. Let me do what I want to do. Sometimes I don't be doing nothing, y'all. It just feel good to just be like, I'm going to go back and sit in a recliner in my bedroom while she get dressed. So then my laziness gets to come in and we're all good. Um, another one is allow them to make mistakes and learn from them. Just make sure the child isn't harming themselves anyway. Oh yeah, for sure. I 1000% agree with that. It's, it's fine if they don't get it right. Like it's not the end of the world. It's just not. As long as they're not doing something harmful to themselves, there's no reason. Just let them chill. They'll be all right. It won't really matter. Nothing to stress over. Another one is, um, do not get tempted to rescue your child when you notice that things aren't going the right way. Yeah, I definitely have been like, ooh. And I had to literally have to stop myself like, here you go, about to jump in. Like, she could do this. She's already proven to you to be um, very advanced in a lot of things she's doing. Just chill. So then that's when I got to check myself. I don't want to put my fears or put cast doubts on her that weren't already existing. Like, she didn't have those doubts. That's me putting them on her. That's not right. So I'm like, let me chill. Um, another one that says, let them go slowly. So I agree with that. That kind of goes to the example I was given where I'm like, oh, let me hurry up and do this for you because I'm rushing or I'm ready to get out of here. I'm just like, you know, we'll be cool. Let her do it herself. So I think all of those were uh, really good. So a few more and then we'll wrap up. It's okay to provide reminders to your kids to clean up your dish, clear the table, please put your stuff away. And I definitely do that all the time, but I would rather do that because I do that and then I'm always pleased and I'll be like, a day will just come where she just does it. And I'm like, yo, we made it to that point. And a lot of times it'll be like, she'll do something by herself. So that's one less thing off my plate and, it, and it's consistent and I love it. The other times she may not do it all the time that way, but I'm like, but it's a win for that day. And I'm like, I'm a bask in this. Like this is, this is good for, for that day. And then act as a side guide. So, um, they give an example, like when a kid is like cleaning up their room, you can assist them and tell them what goes where, but let them handle everything after that, which I agree with. And I didn't even realize I was doing it until I'm reading this. So I think for sure for me, 
my kid is cleaning up her room. Most of the times I'm reminding her like your dirty clothes go in the basket. So she has to do that. Or like if it's toys on the floor and she knows to put them into the toy box in the closet. So I just let her do it. I'll let her do that. I remind her of it and then I'll walk off because I'm like, I'll be looking at her and sometimes she's getting whiny or so I don't tempt myself to just jump in and do it my way. I do the same thing with other things like brushing her teeth. I was more of a distraction because then she wants to talk. So I just end up getting those little timers like you get from the dentist, the two minute timers in different colors. So then she could use the timer as she brushes her teeth because she feels all grown up. Or I'll present a task in a way that's like a privilege for her. Like I'm kind of like trying to psych her out for it. I'm like, hey, you get to now do, soon you're gonna get a chance to do homework like a big kid. Oh, you have been doing such a good job of brushing your teeth with mommy. Now, like the other big kids, you get to brush your teeth by yourself. I'm gonna stand out in the hallway and wait for you. So that way I'm just kind of out of the way. If I notice that she's not paying enough attention or not really brushing the way she should, then I'll remind her. And I like be like sing songy with her, like brushing on the bottom, brush the top, you know all that stuff. So those are the same things I like to do. Setting a good example is also on here, creating a reward system, love a reward system. So yes, y'all, that is pretty much wraps up the episode about me being a lazy parent. So now I definitely want to hear from you. I want to know what is your parenting style? Do you see yourself as more of the authoritarian, authoritative, uninvolved, helicopter, whatever it is, no right or wrong, just trying to open up a discussion. I find all this kind of stuff fascinating. I love uh, studying human behavior and why people do the things that they do. So all of this is just, I'm, I'm loving all this stuff. So interact should you choose to. I also have a, if you are watching or listening to this on Spotify, I also have a little poll up just so we can kind of vote. I'm curious to see, like I said, your parenting style. And yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and I will talk to y'all next time. Bye-bye.